I'm reading Assembly number 26, Saturday, the 23rd of Ramadan, AH708, March, March 15, 1309. I obtain the benefit of kissing the Master's feet. He began to talk about the effort requisite to obedience. Upon his lip, blessed lips came these words, quote, When a man first practices obedience, every moment weighs heavy on him and appears to be difficult. But it may happen that through the sincerity of his effort, God Almighty bestows success on him and makes that work seem easy. And then every work which had at first seemed onerous to him will become will be completed with dispatch. The master next told a story about Sheikh Najib Adin Muta Wakil. May God have mercy upon him. Quote, Many times he wanted to set to writing a compilation of Sufi anecdotes, but his income was so tight that he could not manage to purchase the instruments for writing and also to pay wages for a scribe. If a scribe did become available, he could not afford to pay him. And if he somehow found the means to pay him, he could not obtain additional funds to buy paper and the other provisions necessary for writing. Then one day a scribe named Hamid came to him. Sheikh Najib Adin told him, quote, For a long time now... I have wanted to commit to writing a compilation of Sufi anecdotes, but I have not found the means to accomplish that objective. What are your present resources? asked Hamid. Quote, I have one durham, a silver coin equivalent to about four cents, replied Sheikh Najid Jib Adin. Hamid took that one durham and bought paper with it. Now everyone knows how little paper one durham can buy, and Hamid had not finished writing on that paper before Shikadin received another charitable donation with which he purchased more paper and the other necessities for writing. Money for the scribe's salary also came to hand. More and more charitable donations continued to arrive, and as a result the book was completely satisfactorily completed. Point is, even a work begun with difficulty will be completed as long as one persists. Conversation then turned to durative virtues of Sheikh Najib Adin Mutawakil. Quote, One day I was sitting in his presence, recalled Sheikh Nazam Adin. Quote, and at that time I was wrapped up in myself. Turning to him, I said, quote, quote, Read the Surat al-Fatiha, once that I, I may become a judge quasi. quasi. Sheikh Najib Adin Mutawakil remained silent. I thought that he had not heard me. Quote, Read the Surat al-Fatiha, once more for me, I repeated, quote, that I may become a judge. Still he did not reply. 
A third time I ask him to read that surah on my behalf. Quote, Do not become a judge, he snapped. Hmm. Become something else. Quote, Look what an aversion he had to this work, commented the master. May God remember him with favor. Quote, he would not even read the Sirat al-Fatiha to help me obtain it. The master next began to speak about forgiveness. Quote, there is a tradition to the effect that the disciple should keep one durham in reserve in his purse. Uh -huh. When a time of need arises, he can take that one durham from his purse and spend it. But if that durham is lodged in the fold of his purse, he cannot put his hand on it. He may become worried, or that, or that he has lost it. Every moment that he is destroyed on this account, God Almighty will forgive him. Then the Master, may God remember him with favor, explained, quote, This tradition has been related about a saintly person who had but one durham. For if the man had several durhams and lost one, he would not have been distraught. But someone who had only one durham and lost that durham would indeed be distraught. And God Almighty would forgive him. This meaning was disclosed on the same day that the Master conferred on me a robe of honor and special clothes. Praise be to God, the Lord of the universe. Not quite sure I understand that. Uh -huh. Well, after a long period of repetition, uh -huh. if we play it back and listen over and over again, there's a chance I'll understand it. Uh -huh. You see, he, uh, actually that's part of his uh, biography, this, uh, he was, he was geared up to become a judge and uh, the master told him not to. Maybe he ended up becoming a Sufi master. Huh? Hmm. Hmm. That's assembly. We can maybe go on. That was assembly 26 to assembly 27. Thursday, the 28th of Ramadan, age 708, March 20th. 1309. I obtained the blessing of kissing the master's feet. He conferred his, this blessing while seated on the second floor balcony of his conge. There was a staircase nearby. When I prostrated myself before him, he indicated that I should go sit at the head of the stairs. I did. You see that this book is written like... Um, it's like um, some disciple recorded his, his, he recorded his experience with this master. So it's written by a second party uh, on his uh, note taking. But then they said that the thing was corrected and checked by the master, so it's got a high degree of credibility. The wind was constantly blowing the door shut, and so I held it open with one hand. 
This had been going on for about an hour, when the sheikh happened to glance at me and saw that I was holding the door open. Quote, Why don't you let it go, he asked. Prostrating my feet to the ground, I replied, quote, But I have been holding the door open. Yes, he observed, you have been holding on to the door and holding on to it firmly. From his blessed lips there came then came this explanation quote, Sheikh Baha al Din Jakariya, my God have mercy upon him, often used to say You should not tarry at every door and entrance. Hold on to one door and hold on to it firmly. He next told the story of an ecstatic saint who was once standing by the gateway to the city at the time of morning prayer. When they opened the gate, people came rushing out and scattered in every direction, to the right, to the left, and straight ahead. Each person went his own way. The ecstatic, when he saw this, said, quote, They are all mad, since everyone goes in a different direction. They will not arrive at one place. But if they all took the same path, they would arrive at the desired destination. <laughs> the master then began to discuss eating little food, and detailed the benefit and harm of that for someone with a full stomach. At the conclusion there came to his blessed lips these words, quote, It is not usually acceptable for someone with a full stomach to eat. But there are two exceptions. If a person has just received a guest, even though he has already eaten his fill, he may, for the sake of a hosting his guest, eat something further. Also, if a person has been fasting during Ramadan and can afford to prepare the pre-dawn meal for himself, since he knows that after dawn there also will be nothing for him to eat. It is acceptable for him to eat more than his fill should he be invited to a friend's house. See, that's out of courtesy to people. If you're the host or you're visiting, you keep eating. <laughs> so when we have a party, we get to keep eating. <laughs> right? For the benefit of the other people to be friendly or keep eating. The topic of discourse shifted to quote, the power of invocatory invocatory prayer. The master observed, if someone is seized with an illness or bodily affliction so severe that no medical remedy can remove it, he should follow the following schedule on Friday. After offering his other prayers, before the time of evening prayer, he should do nothing except, else except engage in the continual remembrance, sicker, dicker, of these three names. Whoever says these three names in sincerity, O oh God, O oh source of compassion, O oh ever compassionate, will find immediate release from his ailment. What were the three names? Uh -huh. O oh God, O oh source of compassion, O oh ever compassionate. Hmm. If you have affliction, hmm. 
so severe that no medical remedy can remove it. You don't have a remedy. You just say, O oh God, O oh source of compassion, or O oh ever compassionate. So that's a cure. Hmm. Assembly 28, Saturday, the 18th of Shavuot, 8708, March 30th, 1309. I obtained the blessing of kissing his feet. That day I informed him of my wish to compile these discourses. Wow, now he's telling him he wants to compile these discourses. So he, this is a, a third party. He's compiling his experience with the Master. And he says, My wish to compile these discourses. It happened as follows. The time was auspicious. He granted me a private audience. Quote, With your permission, I said, I would like to ask something of you. Permission is granted, he replied. For more than a year, I explained, I have been continuously in your service. Every moment that I have obtained the blessing of kissing your feet, I have also derived, derived counsels, which is fawa'id, from your elegant words. That's like counsels, fawa'id. The title of this, the book is actually fawa'id in Persian, or in Urdu, or whatever it is. From your elegant words, what exaltation and advice and inducement to obedience, what stories about the saints and their spiritual states have I heard from you? Every kind of soul-inspiring discourse has fallen on my ears, and I wanted to make that the foundation for my own life, indeed to use it as a guide on the path for this broken person, at least to the extent that I could record with the pen what I understand. Also, I have heard the sheikh say many times that the novice must consult a book on the Sufi masters and their guidelines for spiritual progress. We must consult a book on the spiritual masters. Since no collection has been made of the inspiring teachings of the Master's predecessors, I have compiled those of your blessed words which I have heard until now. I have not shown them to anyone, awaiting your command that I might do what you want in this regard. You see, this book is kind of famous because it's a compilation of discourses of an early Sufi master, and it's also... Uh, checked and edited by the Master and approved. After the Master, may God remember him with favor, had heard this request, he replied, quote, At the time that I entered the service of Sheikh al-Islam Farid al-Din, Farid is Baba Farid. His Master was Baba Farid. May God sanctify his lofty secret. I have the same idea in mind. Whatever, whatever I heard from his auspicious mouth, I wanted to note it down. The very first time that I had the privilege of entering his presence, the initial words I heard from his blessed lips were the following verse. 
What is absent from you? Oh, a fire heart upon heart burning and yearning for you, a tide soul after soul upturning. Baba Farid was a poet, and uh, he appears in uh, Guru Granth Sahib. He's accepted into the war of the Sikhs. 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 Uh, after that I had wanted to confess to him the strong desire that I had to kiss his feet, but but the awe I felt in his presence made me hesitate. I could only manage to say this much. The yearning to kiss your feet has overwhelmed me that when he saw the effects of awe in me, these words came onto his blessed lips. Quote, to everyone who enters, there is a sense of awe. Quote, in short, from that day, every time the sheikh spoke, whatever I heard from him, I wrote down. On returning to my room, I would put his discourse in proper order. I kept on writing down what I heard, till one day I informed him of this activity. After that, whenever he told a story or offered a guideline, he would check to see if I was present. <laughs> If on some occasion I did not happen to be present, the directive which he had given in my absence he would repeat again later in my presence. And then added the master, May God remember him with favor. Quote, I witnessed a miracle, which is a karama. At that very time a stranger gave me some sheets of white paper bound in a volume. I accepted them from him and recorded the morals. These are the fawa'id of Sheikh al-Islam. At the top of each page I would write, quote, Glory be to God, praise be to God. There is no God but God. God is great. There is no might nor power but with God the Magnificent, the Sublime. And then I would record the discourse of the Sheikh as I had heard it. And, and to this day that compilation is still with me. After relating all these events, the master asked me, quote, Did you bring those sheets of paper with you? Yes, I replied. Let me see them, he directed. I brought out six folios of the manuscripts which I had been compiling and put them in his blessed hands. He examined and approved them. Quote, you have written well, he remarked. In every passage where he would pause, he would exclaim, quote, Good, good. One of the two places were left blank. Quote, Why are the, there these blank spaces? Quote, he would ask. I did not recall the remainder of this discourse I submitted. With care and kindness, he would explain to me the remainder of those discourses till all the entries were complete. Praise be to God, the Lord of the universe, for the Master's nurturing compassion to this broken person. Conversation next turned to the grace and mercy of the sublime creator. Quote, opposite to the thought of the creature is the work of the creator, explained the master. Then he took the story of a caliph who was among the prominent caliphs in Baghdad. He, imp he imprisoned a youth. The mother of that youth came and pleaded with the caliph for the release of her son. Quote, I had given the command that he is to be held in confinement, replied the caliph. 
And so long as there is one surviving member of my family, your son will remain a prisoner. When she heard this, the woman began to cry. Turning her face skyward, she petitioned, quote, This is the command of the caliph. What is your command? The caliph heard her plea and had a change of heart. He issued a command for her son to be released, and then, purchasing a horse, horse gave it to the boy. He further commanded the boy to ride the horse throughout Baghdad, with servants preceding him and proclaiming, quote, This is the gift of God against the will of the caliph. <laughs> That's uh, wild. Hmm. The master then began to discuss the capacity of the spiritual master to give and the capacity of the disciple to receive. He told the story of a certain man named Yasif, who was among the disciples of Sheikh al-Islam Farid Adin. May God sanctify his lofty secret. One day Yasif came before the Sheikh and began to complain. I have been in your service for many years. Everyone but me has received something from the sheikh's beneficence. It ought to be that I am honored before all the others. This and similar things, he said. There has been no shortcoming on my part, replied the sheikh, Islam Farid Adin. There must be, be preparedness and capability on your part. I do all that I can, but if God Almighty does not give the capacity, what can anyone else do? As he was talking, the sheikh noticed a young lad sitting in the assembly. Come here, he said. Now opposite where the sheikh was sitting, there was a pile of bricks. The sheikh directed the lad to bring him a brick. He went, fetched a brick, and set it before Sheikh Farid Adin, sitting nearby, was a friend who had come to see the sheikh. The sheikh told the boy to go, fetch another brick, and place it before the friend. The lad went and did as he was told. Quote, go now and fetch still another brick and place it before this friend, said Sheikh Farid Adin, pointing to Yasif. The lad went and bringing it back half a brick. The lad went and, bringing back half a brick, set it in front of Yasif. Quote, what have I to do with this? Unquote, asked the sheikh. Quote, I did what I could, but when you continue to have the same capacity today as you had before, what is there left for me to do? <laughs> My didn't understand it, but my subconscious mind did understand it. Yeah. That was kind of interesting. I like the description of uh, how the book came about. Mm. That's why this book has is uh, this is about called. Uh, Morals of the heart, which are the fawaid of Nizam Adin Aliya, translated by Bruce Lawrence, with of course the master, his 
It's Fawa Id Al Fuad, which has uh, who, of course, his master is Baba Farid, and uh, the disciple of this guy was Amar Kushro. I don't know why they don't have the name of the guy who actually wrote it. Did the transcripting. That was assembly number 26, 27, and 28 from uh, the classics of Western spirituality, Morals of the Heart, Nisam al-Din, al-Yi-Li-Li-Yah, which is uh, like a, like a early, it's like a discourses of the Master, fairly early, which is uh, checked by the Master. <laughs> 